0: He's going to go bridge
1: here. It's time. Hello, everybody! Welcome back to the Combridge Podcast, episode one thirty six. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today?
0: You know, just came home from the gym, and I, uh, you know, usually people have the same routine of when they go to the gym. You know, like myself, I usually go right after work, and. Every day I see this older guy, this older gentleman there, and every day for his warm-up, he takes like a big PVC pipe and just starts swinging it like a baseball baseball bat. One of the smoothest lefty swings I've ever seen. I wouldn't sure? be surprised if Ken Griffey Jr. went up to that guy 30, 40 years ago and said, sir, teach me how to swing a baseball bat. I would. I would too. I don't know how he hasn't hit anyone. It's like a four-foot-long pole.
1: Anybody who's whipping out a PVC pipe in the gym to practice cuts, they're hitting minimum three hundred in the big circuit. That's all I get. It's it's proven. I yeah. want to see
0: him in the cage. I might I might throw a ball at him next tomorrow. You
1: guys ever seen that video of uh oh, it was probably on YouTube, like came out seven or eight years ago. And it was like this guy and he was quote unquote the best contact hitter ever. <laughs> and it was like this middle aged, like fifty year old, like yeah, yeah, fat I know. dude. Yeah. And he'd stand like 12 feet back from the 80-mile <laughs> batting cage machine and just, like, blindly hack at it, and he'd make contact, like, 99.9%
2: of the time. It's yeah, wild. he'd be like, this is equivalent to 150 miles per hour because he's standing so close. <laughs> yeah. It's electric stuff, honestly. He was, so, he was so choked up on the bat,
1: too. Are you she guys just talking about, about he's,
0: he's like a larger gentleman, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And he's, like, he's kept track of <laughs> every swing every. He's like, I've gone three
2: thousand swings without missing. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. That be—it's not
0: even like when you watch that video. If I remember right, he's just taking a hack. He's not even there's there's no fundamentals.
1: <laughs> no, he's just trying to hit the ball. <laughs> now the funniest part is that he's just like, I mean, we've all been to the batting cage. He's just like in like you've got the little area with the the fake batter's box and the, this and that. He's just in like the middle <laughs> of the cage. Like I don't know how he's not catching like a stray foul ball from another person. I mean, if you see that
0: guy, he's the greatest contact hitter ever. You're gonna you're gonna get out of the way.
1: Yeah, I'm probably like not what? even
0: going into the cage. It's like it's like watching like Jesus Christ work with his hands.
2: Yeah, you just I'm stand just, back
0: and just admire it. Like,
2: yeah, I'm like Jesus Christ was a carpenter.
0: It's like watching Jesus Christ carpent a house. Yep. you just sit back and watch. Such a common phrase. I hear that all the time. You don't you don't go drive nails with Jesus Christ. You watch him do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anyways, you hold the flashlight, baby. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gonna you get him a drink of water when he looks a little parched. Yeah. Turn that
2: shit into wine real quick. Red or white. Red, Red, obviously. Always. Red for, for, for the Red Sox.
1: What a segment. Uh welcome again into the show. Today we'll be talking about the Boston Red Sox as we do every week. No more Jesus and the Carpenter talk. Uh the Boston Red Sox, folks, we are getting into We're past the dog days of summer. We're about a week away. Actually, Labor Day was a week from yesterday. We're almost in September. We're three days away, getting into the last month of the season. And the Boston Red Sox, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. unless, Unless they win these next two games against Houston, it's done. It's done. And I've been the optimistic guy here. I've been I've been obviously rooting for this team, but I've been optimistic on things. I think things have been I thought, you know, kind of, you know, spinning it the right way. Things are looking promising this and that. But five and a half out of the wild card now yesterday was just a complete embarrassment. I mean, I hope Claw. I almost felt bad for the guy. Like, I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that later in the show. But basically, five and a half games out two days or three days from it being September, you've got some really good teams ahead of you still. And unless they can make up these two games against Houston, three and a half, I feel like is manageable. But even if you split five and a half games with, you know, about 30 left, you still got to leapfrog two teams. Not to put a damper on the show right away, but yeah, I think that's just kind of the outlook.
0: I'm going to put a damper on the show and say, The season was over after the Dodgers series because you look ahead, you only really got, not to jump too far ahead here, but realistically you only have three series that you can kind of pencil in as a win, and the rest of them, I mean, uh, you know, you got Chicago, the Yankee four, and then Kansas City starting on Friday. Those you can win, but otherwise you're looking at Baltimore, Toronto, Texas,
2: Tampa, and then Baltimore again. Texas has been on a huge skid recently. We can beat Toronto for sure. They can beat us though, for sure too. I think that our goose is cooked as well. I don't really think that the Sox, I think our playoff percentage right now is like under 10%, something like that. It's pretty low. It's not great. You know, yesterday was just really There's never been a clearer symbol for the end of a team season while the season's still going on than yesterday's game. It was absolutely brutal, atrocious, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But it's just with Jaron Duran out for the season, that's also another sign. All signs point to socks are done zone. You just got to hope that they hit the over for anybody that placed a little bit of cash on it.
0: I don't know, man. I'm going to I I honestly think that last game of the Dodgers series we'll talk about it later but I honestly think it was uh Mookie Betts taking his old team out old yeller style hitting the grand slam and then the RBI single in the 8th and he just kind of took him out behind the monster and put a shotgun to their head and and put him out of their
1: misery. I mean, I I don't think that's that's the moment that, you know, has ended the season but We knew coming into this stretch last time we recorded was right after the sweep against the Yankees. Excuse me. And we're coming up uh, to this 10 game stretch where you're saying we've got seven games against Houston, three against the Dodgers. And this is pivotal. And this year, and I know this is, it's not, not even a take, it's a fact. And it's been echoed all across social media and this and that all the time. But this Red Sox season, you know, has just been so up and down, like to the point where like game by game, you you obviously you don't know what's going to go on. And that first series against Houston, you know, they get kind of blown out in those first two games, not total blowouts, but they, they lose like in lose in pretty convincing fashion. And then the following two games, a big win in the third game of the series, and then you smoke them in the final game and you're coming off that. And you know, you're I can't remember if there were two or three games, I think three games out of the wild card at this point. Three and I mean, a half. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And you're sitting there and you're like, all right, we got the Dodgers at, at home this weekend, you know, Fenway's gonna be buzzing, like Mookie's back, Joe Kelly. Well, Joe Kelly and JD were not back, Ryan Brazier's back, Kike's back, this and that. And you're like, this is you know, the Dodgers are really good, but if we can take two or three from them, ride the the wave a little bit, you know, take two or three from Houston. And that's just not not what is not not what has happened, Clausen. That's why I'm saying that was Mookie Betts taking his little team out old Yeller style
0: because you split the series with the Astros, and then you really needed that series win against the Dodgers, in my opinion, to carry momentum against the Astros and then into another tough stretch. I think that that was kind of the uh, the pivotal game that they needed to win that was going to either swing their momentum in their favor or swing it out of their favor and it, it clearly swung it out of their favor. You know, watch this watch this most recent series. Watch last night.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, uh again. We'll get we will get to last night. Uh the other thing right now we're recording it's uh around 7:30 Eastern time and the Red Sox are already down 2 to nothing in the bottom of the 1st to the Astros with Bayo on the mound. Uh France they beat them up pretty well. That was, you know, the guy they got to in the 17 to 1 win. Uh, excuse me, last Thursday. But again, y- you can't afford to lose one more game against the Astros and Klaus and kind of going back to what you said a little bit earlier. And I don't want to look too far ahead, but like we don't have that much further to look ahead. So just looking forward to the next month, there are, you know, really three series that you can kind of pencil in. Hopefully, that should take care of business, all things considered. I will say that with it being a tougher schedule. Uh, in September here and you're playing some division opponents, like you've got two series against Baltimore, two series against Tampa Bay. You've got one more against Toronto. And then you've got, you know, a big series against Texas and then Chicago, uh, the Yankees and Kansas City. Those are all the teams you're playing for the rest of the year. I will say that especially playing Tampa Bay, they're not going to catch Tampa Bay, but playing Toronto and playing Texas, they've been in a big, you know, downswing lately. That does give you opportunity to, to make a big push there, but again, you're gonna have to, you know, if it, if it's a four game series, like it is that that final weekend against Baltimore, you're gonna have to, you know, take three out of four. You know, you got you got to win every series. But there is opportunity for them to get back into it. I just can't foresee them, you know, coming through.
2: Yeah, because not only do they need to win their games, but you need other teams to lose. Luckily, you're like you said, you're playing. Texas and Toronto, which are two teams ahead of you in the wild card standings right now. Toronto is not even uh, a wild card at the moment. You know, you can look ahead, but looking back at at the past two series against the Dodgers and the Astros, prior to those, we said, and I think everybody said that these next three series, Astros, Dodgers, Astros, we're going to make or break the season because, you either gain ground on the Astros that are in front of you, and then the Dodgers are a test see how you actually fare against you know, a good baseball team that isn't the New York Yankees. And it just hasn't really swung our way. Defensively, we looked pretty awful for the most part over the past 10 games that game one against the Astros, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I feel like this is a decent segue. I've never seen, at least in my my recent memory, a worse defensive game out of the Boston Red Sox, than game one uh, in Houston, just errors upon errors upon errors. Paxton had no help. He didn't look great, but there was a, multiple opportunities for you to help him out a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. And you just didn't. So, you know, you, you just didn't show up. Yeah. You know, the,
1: the fundamental fundamental, excuse me, need to be there. And yeah, going back to game one of the series, James Paxton and we'll, we'll get to uh to his second start uh in a minute here the Red Sox did end up coming back and, and winning that game against the Dodgers but Paxton's been struggling a little bit and I'm not saying this is a, as something that like the Red Sox should have traded him they should have got more prospects because we discussed this at length the whole month of July you know the optics of the situation of booting the season because the Red Sox at that point had three starting pitchers, if you even wanted to to call it that. But, you know, Paxton's kind of come down to earth. And, you know, the three of us were texting earlier today and, you know, just kind of, you know, talking about the team as we do. And, you know, Clausen, you you had brought up, and I can't remember who had said this in the, the preseason prediction episode, just saying that someone, one of us had mentioned that if the Red Sox had wanted or were going to make the playoffs this year, Everything had to go right. And there have been a lot of positives this year. Last year, you end the season. You know, last year was just such a mess, such a mess. So many things went wrong. You knew there's a good chance Xander was leaving, J.D. This year, I will say, and obviously they're, they're doing a little better than last year. Uh, you know, there are positives, and, you know, we've still got a month left of the season, so I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But, uh, Klausen, you you were talking about the starting pitching, and it's just like, That's been the biggest thing this year. Like so many hitters, you can, you can go down the checklist and you're like, this guy was great. This guy was great. This guy was great. Like there haven't been a lot of hitters who have been big time disappointments. I mean, Jaron Duran, I know he's out for the rest of the year, but this is a guy who's, you know, within the future plans of the Red Sox. Now we didn't think that at the end of last year, but the pitching has just not been consistent enough. And that's what's, what's killed this team during these last seven games or not seven games. You know, four games and
2: and so far in this one, too. Yeah, it's the starting pitching, starting pitching. And like I said, defensively, you're not helping out your starters or your bullpen when you lead the league in errors. And the way that the scorers have been giving hits on things that are blatantly errors, whether it's because betting is more, you know, universally legalized or. What else? It's probably the betting thing that they're giving more hits to hit more lines. It's just been terrible. Rafi, you know, could go either way in game one with a couple of those. I know that's those were tough plays and he's not expected to make some of those on a a regular basis, but he could have played them a little bit better. I mean, the ball's getting hit 110 miles per hour off the bat right at Rafi in the hot corner, but it just going right by him and it just doesn't help. just doesn't help. Yeah,
0: I mean, Guardy. To your point, you have to give credit to the offense. There was a lot of surprises. Casas has played out of his mind. Uh, Duran played out of his mind. Yoshida, I think, came on hotter than anyone expected. Turner has been a great surprise. Duvall was fantastic in that first stretch. He's been solid since. He's been. I mean, he won.
1: He won Player of the Week, and he hit another bomb last night. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he's been great. there's been plenty of positives on the offensive side, even behind the plate. Connor Wong has been excellent, but I mean, again, you know, I think you have to look at, look at the the glaring negative is the pitching. The bullpen has improved, but again, you've had so many injuries that have taken your key players out. I mean, you know, Kenley was great for so, for so, such a long time. Um, but other than that, I mean, Whitlock's been hurt. Hauk has been hurt. Uh, there was the whole jumble with Pavetta. They seem to kind of figure that out. Uh, Sale has been hurt. You know, Kluber has just been absolutely horrendous. He's he's gone.
1: Don't don't yeah. even bring him up. He's... But he was one of those guys <laughs> that
0: you needed to go right for this to for this to work. I mean, Paxton kind of had this flash in the pan. Was a great starter, and then post All Star break, has kind of fallen back to earth. But you know, the offense can only do so much. It's the pitching is always hurt. And when the pitching isn't hurt,
2: it's not always super reliable. Well, the thing about the offense is that it's been super streaky. So even if a lot of these guys have great season statistics because they've had stretches, significant stretches, where they have been unbelievably hot, some of the hottest players in the league, whether that be De- Jaron Duran, Masataka Yoshida, Adam Duvall. Uh, Raffy was hot for a little while there and you even had you know, help from guys like Pablo Reyes and uh, Yarius at certain points. Obviously, Casas has been great for the second half of the year, but all those guys have had pretty bad stretches at the same time, too. That probably equal, if not outweigh, the good stretches because you can't win games, or well, you can't win enough games if all your players are hot at the same time. You win some games, and then everybody goes cold at the same time and you lose a bunch of games, that's not a winning formula. You need more consistency from the offense, even if the stats look pretty decent on paper for the entire season. Realistically, there was tons of stretches where they were producing no offense, and at the same time, letting up a ton of runs. But at the same time, or at different times rather, they would score a bunch of runs and Paxton would be lights out and Bayo would be lights out and Cutter Crawford would be lights out. Then everybody got hurt. So you just can't there wasn't no there's was no consistency this season whatsoever. And that's just not a, a formula for you to make the playoffs. And when you do the make the playoffs, you're just not a threat realistically unless every every card falls correctly. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty,
0: but if you look back at this team, can you really say that you're surprised that this team was so up and down like they're i mean Ooh. they are what they are they're gonna be a low 80s maybe mid 80s depending on how hot they get win team
2: i don't think that that was outside of well, any that's even a question rounds. mark now if they make it past the 81 mark and core said whoa, whoa. in whoa. his post his post game interview uh that he, it's been a roller coaster he said I mean, we just, we just entire- talked about See, this. There's, there's
1: up six games. There's we, six games over 500. We talked, games. Games 500. We talked
0: about this in the in the uh, the pre-roll. They would if have they to go. The, the line is what 77 and a half wins. That's for them what to not nine get wins to away. Wins.
1: They'd have to go 10. What would they have to go here? They'd have to go
2: 10 and 20, pretty much. Uh, yeah, 10 and 20. I I can't foresee that happening. Well, it depends what goes on from a managerial perspective and the front, what the front office wants, because if you think that you're in a position at a certain point, if you lose these next two games against the Astros and then maybe lose another one or two after that, and you're Alex Gore and you're Bloom and you have to evaluate the way that you're going to approach the rest of the season. If you want to continue to push hard for a wild card spot, that's probably going to end up being nothing in reality, even if you get there. Or you call up some guys like Rafaela who already got called up, you get them some, some time, and then you have other guys that are probably laboring injury wise, and you kind of just give them a little bit of rest for the rest of the year. There's definitely a scenario where we're not trying to win as many games as we can for the for the next month. But going ten and
0: twenty, it's means totally just, a possibility. No. I mean, you would have to just completely let go
2: of the reins. No. Well, no, what did Cora that's... do last night? It was a last, one-run game. We were was... winning four to three in the top of the sixth inning. I believe we were still up four to three. Adam Duval hit that home run that was twelve inches above the strike zone. It was awesome. Get the lead four to three. Then you put in this kid who's a legit AAA pitcher. He comes out, gets shelled, gets beat up a little bit. You're still within reach. You're down three runs. I think at a certain point it's seven to four with multiple, like four whole innings of at-bats for the Red Sox to go. And Alex Cora sits on his hands. When you think that there should be more people available in the bullpen, Pavetta probably could have been available at a certain point. I know he pitched 36 innings uh, two days prior to last night's game. He probably could have went. Somebody could have went. That's not this kid who had no idea where the strike zone was. He hit multiple batters. He let like 18 runners on. He let up 10 earned runs. He got absolutely destroyed. So it depends how Alex Cora wants to manage the team going forward. So a couple of things. Um,
1: yeah. So last night I know Cora had said he wanted his plan. And I, I think his plan was, and I'm not justifying the decision to leave him in at all. I mean, he was put out there as, as a sacrifice, essentially like once things started to get completely out of hand, he was just like, You've caused this mess. You're gonna finish it up. And I know Cora after the game said the original intent was to have Bear probably go out for two innings, the sixth and the seventh, and try to bridge the gap to Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen, who also had that uh, little hamstring injury in the the series in Houston. But he's back. He's good. Um, but yeah, I mean Bear Claw absolutely blew up. You know, I, I've never seen Dave O'Brien. Start to call out like for he's. I, I've never seen him start to be, you know, like
2: I guess negative, but just more, you know, questioning. He's like, Why he is Core not
1: taking?
2: He I was legitimately confused. There's moments where he was like, Yeah, there's you, you got to think that you know somebody's gonna get a warming soon, and then a batter goes by and he's like, Yeah, still nobody up in the pen. I, uh, you, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think is essentially what he said, it just doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. I mean, nobody was warming in the pen. Uh, I forget how many pitches
1: he threw. It was between 90 and 100. I know that for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, last night was an absolute disaster. And I, I don't, you know, for the people listening, I don't want it to sound like we're reflecting on the season already. There's still a month left. Like, the Red Sox, theoretically, could still make something happen here. But from right now, you lose today. You're six and a half games out of the wild card. You still got one more against Houston. These games against teams that you're chasing are great when you win, but when you lose, they're the worst. I mean, and it's like, a, no, it's Finish like, it's off. like a double jeopardy. And, and last night would have been a big swing because instead of being five and a half back, you're three and a half back uh, with, with games that, you know, at hand against Houston. But again, I think it's going to be a very interesting September. And Steve, you mentioned the big kind of talking point of the week. Sadon Rafaela called up Red Sox number three prospect. He gets his first MLB hit last night. Uh, you know, Wyler Abreu called up too from the Wu Sox. He was having really a really solid season. He was the second guy we got in the Christian Vasquez trade, him and Valdez. So again, that was another great hind trade. But there we're starting to kind of see. I think Sadon's really that first guy. I know he's been in the system since Dombrowski, but. We're really starting to see Sadon's C- like the first one of the the really highly touted like six, seven, eight prospects who Heim talks about a lot. We hear about a lot. Sadon's the first one to reach the show. So it's exciting. Uh, I hope he stays up, especially with Duran being out for a while. I hope he stays up. There's still a month left. Still going to keep watching. Still curious to see what happens. Maybe the starting pitching can get it together. But again... It's just the clock is ticking. You've got, you know, two minutes left in, in the fourth quarter now.
2: Can, I, I don't know. We'll see. Isn't uh, Sedan? correct me if I'm wrong, third in the system, 77th in the MLB, something like that? That so sounds about right. I know. He's pretty, he's pretty legit. It's exciting to have him up for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been. I know uh I hate this comparison but I know it has been thrown out there that people think he's similar to Mookie Betts but he's got some speed he's got some good pop I saw him play he was in um Portland in May when I wa- uh went to see the Sea Dogs play and he hit a home run I think he was playing shortstop that afternoon he can kind of move around a little bit but it sounds like they're going to keep him in the outfield but Again, very exciting player. Top 100 prospect. I think he's only 22. So he's young. I mean, this guy is, you hope, the future of the team. And we're going to, I think, one of the big talking points, just kind of looking ahead to the offseason, is going to be what the outfield is going to look like next year. Because, again, now you've got, you know, uh, you've got Sadon, you know, Yoshida. What do you do with Duvall? Do you bring him back for another year? You've got Duran, Verdugo. You know, they just re-signed Ref Snyder to do the extension. Abreu, like, there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen right now. And we'll, we'll you know, obviously talk about that later. But I feel like I'm I'm just kind of bouncing around on things right now. But I'm pumped he's up. Kid's a stud. Uh, He's got a lot of potential. And that's the thing. Even if the Red Sox kind of, you know, in the next two weeks, it's apparent that the Red Sox are for sure not going to make the playoffs. It, it, you know. It's gonna be fun watching him. Maybe they bring up one other, you know, prospect. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see.
0: I'm excited to see what he can do.
1: I think that your liners. sheet is gonna get a lot of, a lot of time at
2: DH next year. Just throw that out. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. Do you think Justin Turner is gonna be back next year? I think Justin Turner. The way that his contract is structured, I'm not sure if you guys, uh, know. So. The way that it works is I think it's two years, technically. If he opts out after this year, he gets $13.5 million. And it's a $20 million total of dollar contract. So if he opts out this year, he can get a new contract probably for at least around 10 million dollars again, maybe a little bit more, end up making himself more money. If he opts back in, he'd get that $6.5 million. So he'd be essentially, he needs to opt out to get a bigger contract or else he's playing for the Red Sox for six and a half million. I think that he likes it here. And if we offered him a competitive deal, I could see him sticking around, but I also could see him just being like, that's oh, the end of my career. Just proved myself as a super valuable asset of any team at this point, he could probably go contend somewhere else for a pretty decent bag. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah I
0: guess I mean. you can't, you can't really rule out him going back to a, to a serious contender. Can you? I mean,
2: no. I think that's what I would do if I was Justin Turner.
0: I mean, if you're Justin Turner, I don't know. Just looking at looking at the standings in general, there's a couple teams that would use a guy like that. I mean, think about yeah, yeah it was a good contract for him to accept
2: because yeah, it was good contract for him because you figured you know if I play great, then I'll get a great deal next year, and if I play like shit, I still got another year of six and a half million dollars. So. Good on Justin Turner.
0: There's plenty of teams that would take a flyer on that guy. Not even a flyer. Not even a flyer, but just like uh, if you're a team that needs a veteran presence and is making a playoff run, I mean, you could name – Great clutch hitter. You could name five teams right off the top of my head that would take that guy in a heartbeat and pay him more than the Sox would.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we've got all of – realistically, all of October, all of November to go over this kind of stuff uh but it, it, there, there are some interesting storylines uh coming up into the end of the season here so anyways quick recap of the f- not f- yeah, the the past week uh obviously Sox dropped those first two games against the Astros we don't really have awful. to talk yeah we, we don't have to talk much about those Tanner Houck came back in the the second game now Clason you had, you had sent something in the chat here just a minute ago so the angels in one of the more puzzling moves I have I mean can you guys think of anything I've never seen anything like this There's seven s- players
2: to clear cap
1: Yeah such
0: a dysfunctional organization Was well, it five, was it 5
1: or 7 The,
0: the like, only the only reason that I would see this happening I mean they've clearly just totally bagged their playoff hopes, which makes sense. But the only reason that I could see this being would be that Otani has come to them because he's unfortunately having Tommy John and saying, I want a one-year deal. And then he would hit the market in 2025.
1: That, that, that's ridiculously stupid.
0: Yeah, Otani would part. never take one. So, whoa, 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 hold on, though. Because if you think about it, if he hits the open market right now, would you still give him the same money you would have given him two two weeks ago? I no, would but
2: still give him close to six hundred million dollars, yeah. and I know that but he's a, a, but he's a owner fan. a owner would a hundred percent bank on Shohei Ohtani returning to form post UCL injury. But there's there's no question in my mind. Who will hold on? Who's hold on? Let me finish. Let me finish. His value is now at
0: least a hundred million dollars less. Okay. The so number the number before the number before was, it you could see it as high as seven hundred million. Now it's like six
1: hundred million. Clausen, and here's the thing: the guy's got everything to lose and not much to gain. Who's to say he signs a one-year deal for fifty million dollars, goes out and hits fourteen home runs and has an OPS of seven twenty, and then no well, one wants to sign him to even a. What 200? are the odds of that? Probable. Think of yeah, it. I mean,
2: low. They're I'm just low, saying but that if, it could happen. They're high enough where you do not do that. If I, I don't Shohei even know why Ohtani. we're having this conversation. I, I, so my
0: my argument, I
2: don't think it's a bad
0: idea if he goes out on a one-year deal. Do do basically what Carlos Correa tried to do.
1: Carlos Correa sucks now. But, they're not even on the same boat. Shohei Otani. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You just proved my point. You just proved my point.
0: Shohei Otani is so much better. than He's so much better. And so I get much less of a risk to turn out like Carlos Correa. If I'm if I'm Otani, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to go out and sign a 50 million dollar one year deal. Heal his arm up. He's going to come back and be still an excellent player at the plate and still be at least a great pitcher.
1: Or
2: Plus, you
0: give it another year. You don't know that. Plus, he
2: just had his, yeah. He's going to have a second Tommy John surgery. What if this you just take the
1: 400 to $500 million? Or
0: you you gamble on yourself, and then you bank in when the salary cap's even higher. You don't, no
1: you, you don't gamble $500 million. to gamble when you're going to make that much money.
2: You don't gamble $500 million. That is quite possibly, and no offense when I say this, the stupidest thing that I have ever heard you say. If, that, that,
1: I agree. That's got to be the worst take you've ever had. It's just not. It's just That's not. That's ridiculous. How many
0: times has has a, has an athlete signed a prove it deal and then proved it?
1: All right, let me ask you something. You're at you're at the casino. Yep. Right? And you're given 500 million dollars to take that, right? Or you, you can just take the $500 million. You, you don't have to play a game. They're just giving it to you. Or you can play one game. You take... how I don't even know where no, I'm going. It,
2: it would be like this. It would be like this. You could be at the entrance of the casino. Somebody says, here's $500 million. Go home. Go home. Or you can take $50 million, which is a shit ton for one year, which is the number you threw out, which is crazy amount for one year and then you go and you put it all on a single column of roulette that's like a not even close to the same thing the same odds because that's still 33 percent odds that you're gonna hit that and but hitting a single number i feel like is even more ridiculous but that's probably like what it would be like putting it on like double zeros
1: yeah put 50 million
2: dollars in double zeros or you take 500 million dollars and go home you go home every single time. I, this is not. I, it's not. I mean, why, why are we even having this discussion. All right. So wait. All right. Wait, yeah. It makes right. no sense. I don't want to talk about this anymore. It, makes it doesn't no sense. Make that We're sense. just wasting time.
1: It doesn't have what? to do with the Red Sox at all, and it's a stupid take to begin with.
2: All right. So if this happens, no, you're done. You're done. If this so happens,
1: I'm gonna you're rub, done. rub you're it. Done. I'm gonna you're rub done. it in you're your done. faces so hard. All right. I muted it. It won't. Just a ridiculous take. You can call me five hundred million. You can call me whatever you want. You can call me the dictator, but I no one wants to hear that. Anymore. Yeah, no. I'm in the I'm same boat, Cardi. I speak to list. If, if he wants to, to, listen, he wants to get – Well, what did I last say? Comment. You could talk? You're, my done. Last you're done. You're
0: done. <laughs> you're done. He wants to, he wants to be done. paid as a two-way player. Take a one-year prove it. You're yeah.
2: done. You're done.
0: I'm just saying. You're if he done. wants to get If he wants to maximize his dollars, <laughs> he takes a prove it, and then you're he gets done. paid as a dual player. You right now, you sign Shohei Otani as a one-way player. I'm You're a GM?
2: No, you don't. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done.
0: Ridiculous. This is why you two are not general managers of Major League Baseball teams. More <laughs> sports agents. Or sports agents. Are you? No. We're done. We're uh, done. Right, We're done. On. Go back to the app. Anyways, season. my. You people oh, forget Adrian Beltre, one year, $9 million deal with the Sox, turns around, sends six for 96.
2: There has never been a situation like this before. You cannot compare this to any other prove-it deal ever. It's not even close to the same thing as that. You're just wrong. You're wrong. This is a dumb discussion. We're wasting a bunch of time. And what I would hope to be an hour-long episode. We've already talked about this for, like, pushing 10 minutes at this point. We're tell done. Me. We're going back to tell the me. second half of the Astros series. Klausen, stop trying to talk about it. Tell you me can't. this is it. If we to talk about, about the Astros, I Why want to it?
1: talk about Lucas
0: Giolito. Tell me there's a reason why the Angels cut five players on Saturday. That's what
1: we were trying to talk about. And you brought up to sign
0: Otani to a one year deal. No,
2: it doesn't have to be one year. Oh my gosh. Brutal. I'm
0: the only person who thinks this, you know.
2: Oh, yes, you are. I. Gordy, stop engaging him. All right. The
1: reason we brought up the Angels is because they put five players on waivers this afternoon of notable names. Lucas Giolito, who they gave up two top three prospects for. Yeah, for 30 innings and a (laughs) 7 ERA. deadline. Uh, Matt Moore didn't even know he was still in the league. Hunter Renfro, Randall Gritchick, actually, excuse me, six players, Dominic Leone, and Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, A lot of these guys are free agents at the end of the year, including Giolito. Would we want the Red Sox to take? Yeah, get out of here. Go. All right. Claussen is using the bathroom. Uh, I hope he finds his
2: brain in there.
1: (laughs) I I, That was just stupid.
2: That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't even want any of the Angels players. The Red Sox aren't picking any of them up, realistically. That's just not going to happen. It's not. Geolito's trash at this point. That, it was a stupid trade in the first place for the Angels to do that. Made no sense. This makes no sense now. The Angels are arguably the worst-run franchise in the entire MLB. I want to go back to the Astro series. All right, my last thing. Has any team ever fumbled the trade deadline
1: harder than the, the Angels just did? I
2: mean, well, they, they m- could have
1: gotten the biggest and best rental package in the history of the game for Shohei Otani. And instead, they try to make a push for the playoffs with a pitcher who has had arm fatigue since the beginning of the summer. They finally figure it out. Their other star player has been out for over a month. They give up their second and third best prospect for a pitcher who's not that great anymore, even though I wouldn't mind the Red Sox taking a flyer on him. And then they proceed to fall like six or seven games
2: under 500. Uh, On the other side of the coin... His UCL injury might have just landed Shohei back in Anaheim. Maybe don't might, don't bring. Just stop. Just stop. He's coming. Back. Might have increased stop. the odds of release. Don't
1: don't don't engage. All right, but all right. Right. We got the
0: salary cap and how they just freed up enough money to sign Shohei Otani for another year. So no, we're a talking a about deal and then go sign seven hundred fifty million dollars somewhere else. We're, we're talking, talking about how. Think about uh, it. Think about it. Two years. We're well, the a Red Sox podcast. Padres no one wants to hear about up the Angels. So much money no with Soto and all of those contracts getting out of there. They could give him a billion dollars.
1: Thoughts on Game Three of the
0: Red Sox Astros series from last week? Maybe they make the playoffs with one, two, three.
1: Go.
2: Thoughts on the Astros series. Game three, win. Sucked. No, I'm kidding. That was great. Adam Duvall hit his third home run of the series and extra innings, right? Uh, And then we won. And then we won. And then we won. We were like, oh, wait a minute. We're back on the train. Red Sox almost blew that one. But split. Me and Gertie predicted a split. They
1: split. You big banana split guy, Steve, you ever had one of those?
2: I don't like bananas
1: particularly. No. What's the top three kind of splits? I don't uh, 7, like bananas, 10. Steve. Seven ten banana in gymnastics, maybe. I'd say so, yeah.
2: Okay, Steve. Did you just say you don't like bananas? Yeah, but I'll I'll eat them to make sure I don't cramp. Because why? Because every day, monkey eat banana. No crap. Every day, I eat. Banana, no crap.
1: I still want to get Kawasaki on the show.
0: Me Nori it. Kawasaki, I think what his career it? batting average is like 100. Yeah, but that think, one quote is going to live on forever.
1: I think he had 10 at bats,
2: he went 10 for 10. No, he had 633 oh, okay. at bats. He had 100, he had 633. That's crazy. We're so easily distracted on this show, it's crazy. Yeah, this is just.
1: I think I, I have. I bet a lot of people tuned up.
0: You think uh, Kawasaki would take a one-year deal to prove it?
1: I I think you. I think he would. He's only. He's only forty-two. He's practically our he's age. Yeah. Hey,
0: I mean, think about it. Otani did sign a one-year deal last year to prove it.
1: He it, arbitration
0: signed a one-year deal.
2: Uh, it's Sounds two to one now. It's two to one. Game four. Red Sox just blow the doors off the Astros. Absolutely just like destroy them. We had like 24 hits. We won by 17 runs or 16 runs, whatever it is. Just absolutely demolished them. Everybody got hits. Connor Wong hit a home run. Uh, Alex Rodrigo hit a home run. Tristan Casas hit a home run. Everybody got hits. Multiple hits. Hits everywhere. Won the game. Destroyed them. Momentum. It was like we won the series because we won the last two of the split in Houston. Great. That's best-case scenario, in my opinion, going into that series. If you said that happened, love it.
1: Martin Maldonado, not a great pitcher, too. No. So, yeah, a split in Houston, you'll take it. Bayo pitched pretty well uh, in that last in innings, One earned run,
2: pitched great in that first series against Houston.
1: You then look forward to the Dodgers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, not a Anaheim of actual Los Angeles where Mookie bets again, makes his return for the first time. I hope, I hope, I hope that this is in, in my head. The Mookie book has been closed for a long time, but for a lot of people, I hope this weekend, because I'm so tired of hearing about it was finally some closure. If you still three over three and a half years now after the trade, which is crazy. I hadn't come to terms with everything. And, you know, Mookie talked with the media about the contract and everything this and that blah, blah blah. It doesn't matter anymore. Mookie's somewhere the story has switched up. He said he would stay if the Red Sox offered it to him. Blah blah. blah, blah. It doesn't matter anymore. Mookie's going to go into the Hall of Fame wearing a Dodgers hat. He's going to be there for the next 9 years. He's possibly going to win MVP this year.
2: It's fine. It's the best season of his career this year. It's fine. I put it's money fun. on
0: him to win AL MVP. People forget I, I chose him. Did you like, choose
1: him, Clausen? I sure did. People forget that I picked Alec Manoa to win the AL Cy Young. People forget that I had a Mets Yankees World Series. People forget that Clausen picked Girardi and Montoyo to win Managers <laughs> of the Year last year. No, in all serious no, uh the well, Zach... te-
0: technically they were disqualified. They didn't lose. <laughs> yeah,
1: DNQ. Yeah. The DNF did not finish. Uh people are not talking enough about my Zach Gallon pick though.
0: Who was your other pick? Oh wait.
1: <laughs> people are also not talking about the fact that I picked both Cy Young winners correctly last year.
0: And you oh. put money on it?
1: I I want that. Like when
2: when I die, I want that on my gravestone. It's like and when pretty- you die, I'm gonna throw your body in the trash. Uh <laughs> Mookie Betts got a standing ovation, as he deserved, in Boston, his first time back since 2019. He deserved Steve, it. Just because I feel like I got to take a shot back at you for that. You look like Eminem right now. How is that a shot, bro? How is that a shot, my guy?
0: This is... Rapper rhymes, Steve.
2: One of the greatest rappers of all time. You...
0: <laughs> hey, we talked about this the other day at the Detroit series, how, uh, how Eminem is a big fan of the show.
1: Oh yeah, we did talk about that.
2: Yeah, I got him on <laughs>
1: right now. Eight mile baby. Anyways, yeah,
2: Mookie got a standing O. He deserved it. It Mookie? was all hunky dory, and then he kind of, you know, he he played really well, and it was it was only it, it didn't hurt me. It didn't make me sad in a way. Of, oh, Mookie, buns, he miss you. It made me sad because he destroyed the Red Sox, and I hate when players play well against us. As as I'm sure everybody does, but he played great. Played great. Dodgers played well. We were lucky to get one in that three-game series. They're a better team than us. They're legitimately contending. That's my take on that series.
1: People forget that this was also the homecoming of Star uh, Gratterall. He yep, was a Red Sox, Red for, Sox player. for one day. Two days,
0: actually. So stupid they let him go.
1: I don't know, man. We got Connor Wong instead.
0: No, but he, it was one of those like, oh, you can either have him or not have him, and they didn't like his physical, and they were like, yeah, we just like won't take him and send him to the Dodgers. I don't, I'd rather have Connor Wong right now. No, it wasn't a matter of like, you either have Connor Wong or Graterol. No, it, it was, was. No, it wasn't.
2: It was exactly that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm positive it was not that.
1: It was okay. that because the original trade was price and bets for Verdugo and Graterol, and then they were like, nope, we don't want him, and so because it was a 3 3 team deal with the Twins and for some reason the Dodgers were just like we'll take him but you will send Jeter Downs and Connor Wong instead.
0: I'd rather have greater all than Downs.
2: Well, okay. Me too. Yeah, same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the Red Sox lost that first game. I I think that the most frustrating thing about this past week for me Was in this Dodgers game, they blew a three nothing lead. In the, I can't remember if it was the first or second game against the Astros, they blew a three nothing lead. You know, and same thing with yesterday, they blow another lead. It's not like they've really gotten, you know, their faces pounded in. Some of these games, the final result hasn't been close, hasn't been that close, especially in, in yesterday's game. But for the majority of these games, they've had the lead. They've been in control at some point, and then you have one really, really bad inning, which kind of just takes over the score of the game. But it is what it is. Uh yeah, the the Dodger series just—I think it kind of went how how you expect it to. You lose two out of three. Uh, it it is what it is.
0: I guess you uh you would have hoped to pick up that last game, which would have been cool. Uh, yeah, Mookie kind of took you out single handedly. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if there was any series that would have really swung the momentum, it would have been winning that one. But realistically, going into it, one out of three isn't out of the realm of... That was probably the most likely option when you thought about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, outside of a sweep. I didn't think that they one, were going to get swept. Staking one was not what you needed, but it was... What you got we got, and what we expected for the most part. Yeah. So you
1: lose two out of three, and then yesterday we already kind of went over what happened yesterday.
2: Uh Yeah. Sale. <clears throat> sale was meh. Subpar outing. Meh. He was meh. Subpar outing, but pretty much par for sale at this point. Uh, I will say, it only took two Red Sox pitchers to get through the game
1: yesterday. Actually, no. Was it? No, it was just two. Just two. Yep. Just two. Uh yeah, we already talked about the whole bear thing.
2: He threw 90 pitches. He he threw In a four lot. Four innings.
1: Yeah. But lots of roster moves ahead of uh ahead of that one, obviously with Duran um being out. David Hamilton got called back up because Abreu um is on the paternity list, which means he's got dad strength now, which is sick. Uh and Pablo Reyes also headed to the IL. Um, he's been a nice surprise this year. I'd love to see him come back obviously at some point this year, but thoughts on the last week this was a, a pretty big week when the schedule came out last year you kind of marked more so these last 10 days off against the Yankees Astros, Dodgers and the Astros again Sox top four still down two
2: to one. Yeah, uh, you needed to be better over the past week. It was tough stretch it was a big ask. And like I said earlier that we all said it was going to be indicative of the rest of the season. And unfortunately, we just didn't play up to our competition. And now we're in a little bit of a hole, a big hole, a lot of a hole.
1: Not great. Not great. We're uh, not right the f- now,
2: the so. final game
1: against the Astros tomorrow will be Framber Valdez versus Cutter Crawford. Sox are off on Thursday and then you got a series in Kansas City, my second favorite city in the entire world against the Forever Royal Royals. All three matchups have TBD pitching right now. And hopefully we'll get another episode out on Sunday and we'll run through those four games.
0: Should we, uh, should we hedge the rest of our fandom on the season on who wins the Royal Series? If the Royals take, if the Royals <laughs> win the series, we're forever Royal for the rest of the season.
1: I don't think I can handle being a full time Royals fan for even
2: a month. It would be yeah. twenty five games.
1: I couldn't do it. I couldn't tell you more than three players on that team.
2: Like, as much they, as they arguably have the most exciting player on either team,
1: Bobby Witt. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty dope. Except for that one time in cleveland last month when my whole bet hit except for him getting a hit and then he i think he's torn it up every game since then anyways
0: franchi like five years ago
1: they did have franchi so the yankees uh Good grid guy i'll tell what you got? guess what guess what we got though what we got questions
0: oh, nice oh, i forgot to try and make the sound
1: Oh, what was the sound again?
0: Oh, the, the we just got a letter. So oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna try and uh, I don't know, make a song out of that for questions with Matt. You could just
1: sing it right now.
0: Nah, yeah, I'm not we warmed up. We just got
2: a DM. We just, we just got, got a DM. DM. Wonder, we just who got a DM. I wonder who it's from. Mm. And then Garde- will go on the record
1: and say, Oh, Tani, blah, 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 but won't sing that song, anyways. This first is us question. opening a letter. Yep, we should, yeah. Okay, open it up, Steve. It's from our good friend, Matt. Matt, you want to send that in the mail over to me so I can read it? Sure. All right. Wait, make the sound.
2: That was the mailbox. Now it's on the way. Oh, I got it.
1: (laughs) All right, first question comes in from Matt. He says, what's the shortest relationship you've ever had? You got
2: to define what a relationship is. I don't know, Steve. Love? Love?
1: I don't know. Maybe in like sixth
2: grade. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like two days. Like fifth grade. You just, you hug on the playground. It's a pretty big deal. Then you remember cooties exist and you're like, well, get me out of here. Yeah. And you got to go back to playing tag. You're Gross.
1: What was your guys's like game in like element? Like, did you have a game you played every single day with the same people? Like for me, yeah. In fifth football. grade, we played knockout every single day at recess. Sixth grade, we used to play infection, which was like I tag.
2: All throughout elementary school, which is only when I had recess, I played touch football every single recess. Hmm. Sometimes we were, uh, play, you know, grade v grade v grade fourth graders versus fifth graders, really intense battles went on. I grew up
0: in a, in a heavy four square town.
2: Oh, four square was
0: big too. Right.
1: Good four square. We, we used to have it too. I don't know if in your town, it was the same thing, especially in sixth grade for me. Uh, it was like, if you didn't wear shorts to school, like you might've been the world's biggest softie, like you would get made fun of. And so like, we'd have days where like, we'd have a recess and it'd be, you know, 10 degrees outside. And everybody was wearing shorts. And they'd be like, if you're wearing shorts, you can't come outside. I was like, this <laughs> big controversy. It was like, you got to let us outside. I was like, no, you're going to get frostbite.
2: Yeah, no, it was the
1: opposite. Everybody would be like, oh, this kid's really wearing shorts right now. It's like 20 yeah. degrees. Try hard. No, everybody. It was, I think I wore pants one day that year. My mom, like, made me wear them. She was like, you're not leaving the house. Cardi was do that guys, kid. Do you guys ever want a pair has. of
0: the- you guys ever want a pair of those pants that would like uh, you had a zipper like right around the knee and yeah. then you could just unzip the bottom half and they would yeah. go
1: from pants to shorts? I did. Chance.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing gets me going when I see someone with a zipper right around their knee.
0: I, 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 if you hid that a little bit better, you would make so much money.
1: I agree. I feel like there's no stylus stylish. What, what do you call him, Steve? Chance? Chance. Yeah, there's no real style. Style—that's a tongue twister. Stylish shants,
2: stylish, stylish shant.
1: Stylish, stylish shants. You ever have the the basketball pants, like the buns on the side? You oh yeah the, yeah, the breakaway, breakaway
2: ones. I do got me amped
1: up. I'll never forget when. uh I think my biggest, my my best moment as an athlete was in sixth grade when our we uh, the biggest event in school was the student staff basketball game. And each like cluster of like teachers, you'd have to send one kid to play. And so our gym teacher nominated like six people. And I was one of them. And I was the only one who didn't play basketball. And they were like, all right, we don't want to make it a popularity vote. So we're going to draw names out of a hat. And guess whose name they drew. And I got to lead the team out. Wow. Students have basketball game. It was sick. Yeah, I didn't dirty. score any points. But you were there. I was there. I was in the paint against the librarian. I was like, "Watch my skyhook." Who won? The students to the teachers? I don't remember. Don't remember. Anyways, next question comes in from Matt. He said, "How many articles articles of clothing that have holes in them do you still wear?" Gonna say one.
2: I'll wear a I'll wear a sock with a hole in it. Hmm. I'd say plus or minus four and a half. I've got. Wait,
0: are we talking about like singular pieces? Yeah. I've got one. sock with a hole in it counts as one. Yeah. Oh. What'd you say, C, four and a half? Yeah, like four or five, probably. I have like a small
2: hole in some shorts I only wear to the GM.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're looking at small holes, then yeah, that's.
2: Hole's a hole, baby.
1: anyways uh yeah four and a <laughs> half is uh it's a good line <laughs> that's a good line there. that's a good line uh yeah actually I had a shirt the other day I put on it and had like a really small hole right
2: in the middle of it I was like what,
1: there what? You go.
2: <laughs> one time you <laughs> rocked Cardi's world <laughs> looked in the mirror what ah. <laughs> one time
1: <laughs> one time last year I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of these and I'm a huge fan of like plaid flannel pajama pants comfy as hell love wearing them to bed you look sick in the morning too you're making breakfast you got those on Uh there was one moment last year at school where I bent over and just ripped like right down <laughs> Anyways, uh,
2: hope everybody enjoyed that visual.
1: Those are thrown out now. Um, last question Actually, comes in from Matt. Keep
0: them, what a shocker.
1: <laughs> it was like the long Johns with the like buttons in the back. We can undo them, open them up. All right, <laughs> get back on the rails. All right. Last question goes in from Matt. Uh, he says, "If you had a, if you had to have a vanity license plate, what would it say?
2: Probably like CLB STV.
1: Certified Lover Boy Steve. No, Club Steve,
2: <laughs> Club Steve, <laughs> Club
1: Steve. What if yours was just RCKBOY?"
2: Oh, uh, rock boy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> how many? Yeah. How many characters is a license plate? Ten.
1: I think. I think you could do up to maybe seven or eight.
0: Is it eight? I don't know. Hold on. I got I'm gonna I would do if it's eight. I would do F. Dave D A V E B S <laughs> H. Fuck Dave Bush.
1: It's up to seven, so you're gonna have to
0: shit. How I about? guess F-D-V-E-B-S-H.
1: <laughs> just all in one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A-C-I-P-O-T-W. Yeah, J. Yeah, Alex Court, Impact Player of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: A-C-I-P-O-T-W.
1: I think mine would just be W-R-S-W-L-L-Y. Where's Wally? Where's
0: Wally? F-Wally. No one knows where Wally F-C-K-Wally. is. F-C-K-Wally.
1: I want. I wonder what the best. Yeah, I know, uh, I know
0: we... <laughs> the state of Maine was trying to uh, uh, pass some law that would like censor what you can put on a license plate because people were putting stuff that was just like outrageously uh, inappropriate for a license plate. Well,
1: you can't put on like swears and stuff
0: in Maine. I think you could.
1: I mean, Maine is main.
0: Yeah, people were all up in arms about it. Let me see if I let me see if this was legit.
1: In the meantime, Steve, you got an Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go I'm Let me give him hell yeah. Uh, negative one. He's the he's I the anti it. Alex Cora
1: really well here you want to share your screen
0: uh, I'm just gonna read it out okay. uh quote incitement to violence profanity ethnic racial religious or other slurs or reference to illegal or criminal activity all of which are unfortunately can be seen on maine registration plates
1: hmm. maine hmm. is maine is a place if you've never been I love maine but it's it's like the wild wild west of the east <laughs>
2: I like Maine
0: I found one God. I should have just done this. <laughs> I can't share. I can't share my screen.
2: I just I asked you if you wanted. Let's to. keep pushing. Well, no, I
0: just don't have permission to. <laughs> All
1: right, go. go, go. You got ten seconds. Go, 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 go. Come on, go, go, on. go, go.
0: You guys see it?
1: Nope. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice. I eat a fifty-five. Um, my Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week is going to be the seat that Alex Cora was sitting on yesterday. <laughs> it's going to get a 0.99 for keeping him, you know, <laughs> just just in there. <laughs> there were, were to n- that seat. <laughs> there were never never any doubts in the structural integrity of that thing, and had nope. he had Cora pretty pretty damn comfy for the last. It was great minutes. when
2: they be like, all right, Bear hits another player. They got to have somebody warming up at this point. <laughs> and Then the camera cuts to Cora, and he's just like dead face
1: yeah the best part Didn't was one flinch was, was it Lovera? however the hell you pronounce his name he started he came out and started warming and then like 8th or ninth, and the crowd gave him like a standing o in yeah. the bleachers
2: was like, sit down, sit down.
0: maybe he was uh I, there's like two situations i could think of number one you guys see the video of Mitch McConnell having like a stroke at the stage <laughs> yeah.
2: the other day? Maybe that yeah. was just Alex Cora for like four innings straight. No, it's literally. Did uh, there was apparently a position player who was going to go in, and then that kid was like, "Nah, I'll go back in. Let yeah. me finish what I I'll started. I'll finish what I started." And have you guys ever seen Green Mile, where Michael Clark Duncan is about to get the electric chair, and Tom Hanks is about to put the the cover on his eyes, and. He goes, no, boss, don't put me in the dark. I'm afraid of the dark. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Alex Cora is about to execute claw and he was like, let me go back out there, boss. One more inning. It won't hurt. We're already down 12. It's okay. My other, thought, up,
0: my other thought is someone uh, like those guys at Texas A&M called the bullpen phone. <laughs> were like yeah. get, get Bearclaw up and moving. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get, get lavera strattel <laughs> warming and dawson
0: yeah all to, like probably a top two video ever released Get yeah. get mentor
1: monkey up never and cramp warm get one. mentor up and what'd you say it's get 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 mentor up and warm he's in the dugout we'll, <laughs> we'll get him down there
2: <laughs> <laughs> i honestly
0: think i now that steve now that you say that those two are the ones in contention i would put that over monkey never cramp
2: well, there's so many good videos. The pizza. The fact the that he was. <laughs> I love the Pedro. <laughs> the Stroke fact that he was in the dugout just off. makes
0: it even better. What
1: Pedro one, guys? <laughs> the Pedro Strope one when Bob Costas is like, he's like praying to the sky and he's like, one can only be hoping that he is asking his entire extended family for forgiveness oh, yeah. for this awful outing. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. <sighs> uh, uh, any Yahtzees of the week before we close out the ninth? Awesome. Mookie Betts is your A C I P
2: T O W. Uh. Austin, who's who's your Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week?
0: Uh, I'm going to give my Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week to one brave soul at Nesson. I was watching the game last night, and there was a commercial uh, with Wally in it, and he was kind of like going through the dark concourse of Fenway. And uh, I think someone finally got him going to his dungeon on camera, and someone finally had the balls to put it on TV. So I give that guy a one for speaking the truth.
1: Nice. Hell yeah. He
0: was a martyr for what he believes in.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, closing out
2: the ninth. What do we got? Win tonight. Hell, yeah.
0: Um, I was just on Twitter, and Next. someone released their rookie rankings, guys that got called up this year, and someone had the bright idea to put Anthony Volpe over Tristan Casas despite... Casas having more hits, home runs, RBIs, a better batting average, better OBP, slugging, OPS, and OPS plus. Uh, his, OB- his OPS plus is better than that. Yeah, bro, like but 40. what's
1: his Z What's his Z-zorp, bro? The only, do you even only know the bro?
0: The only thing you can give to Volpe is stolen bases and war.
1: Bro, did you hear the new stat that came out this morning? Casas is not ahead. You're so not hip with the stuff. I mean, if we're
0: going by the... Uh, even if we go as deep as the good old ALI, the average leverage index... <laughs>
1: Classic. Tasha
0: still hasn't beat.
1: God. I look at ALI all day.
2: Leverage that index.
1: Nothing Nothing gets me going. Like, like a good, balanced, leveled, leveraged index. That didn't make any sense. Um... My closing out the ninth thought, I uh, just, just, I don't know, just win some games here. Can we win the next five? If we win the next five, if we win four out of the next five, I will have a different tone and sentiment about the team next episode.
0: Nice. Likewise.
1: Same. Sick. Well, the Red Sox are still losing. It is. Still the fourth inning. Actually, no, it's the fifth inning now. Still it's 2-1. But hopefully they can come back. And this episode was all over the place. But if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we will be back later this week with episode 137. See ya.